Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 Kane Gang. You feel me? Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. That's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? Good morning, everybody out there. Welcome to the morning edition of the Kang Gang Show here on Slam Radio, channel 145, Sirius XM. It's your boy, DC, with my co-host, as always, J-Man. J-Man, good morning. Happy Friday. What it do? What it do? I'm excited to be on this uh, lunch hour now, man. We got a, you know, we got a new time slot. And, uh, you know, we're, we're enriching people's lives when they're taking a break from the daily grind. When people are out there eating their Subway sandwich, their $5 foot long, or their Checkers Champ Burger, or their Buffalo Wild Wings, whatever they're doing at the 11 o'clock hour, they can listen to us here on the Kang Gang Show. That's right. I'm, uh, I'm definitely stoked about the new time slot as well. Yeah. Um, sky's the limit. Yeah. We are, we are now the weekly reprieve. But you know what else? Radio. You, you know what's good about this 11 o'clock hour here on this Friday, September 11th? But before I say anything about that, it's been 19 years since 9-11. Wow. That's crazy to think about, man. 19 years since 9-11. So today we kind of reflect. We yeah. moralize, you know, all the victims um that were lost on that you know dreadful yeah. morning um because i'm a big proponent of never forget yeah yeah no I, i'm with you man i was uh i was in second grade when that happened really second yeah. grade second grade wow. dude. yeah I, I was 25 years old i was 25 yeah. years old i was uh I, I i remember what i was doing that at that time i was yeah Again, I'm an electrician, so yeah. I was doing a service change, which means I was upgrading someone's electrical service from a certain amount of amperage to a higher amperage. We had cut the power, and my phone went off and said, hey, turn on the TV. And I'm like, well, I just cut the power off to the lady's house. Like, So I, we have like what we call a hot box. Like we were jumping off FPNL's lines. Yeah. And uh, so I ran an extension cord into the lady's house. I'm like, hey, can I plug your TV? And she's like, yeah, why? I said – a plane just went to the Twin Towers. She's like, no way. I'm like, well, let's yeah. find out. So uh, we turned the TV on, and sure enough, man, it uh, definitely was going on. But uh, as tragic as that was and um, as sad as it is, you know, again, just mad props to, you know, the people who are continuing on and, you know, that great city of New York. So, yeah, it's tough, tough. But on a brighter note, guess what happened last night? We had our f- our first game of the season, dude. The, the we did. We had Houston and KC. No, definitely not talking about <laughs> that game. <laughs> You're right, man. The University of Miami football team played last night. We were back at the Rock. I was one of the lucky 
maybe 7,000 fans that actually I think were in attendance. They said 13,000, but I do believe there was only about maybe 7,000. I don't know what the actual yeah. attendance was, but there wasn't a lot of people. I, but yeah, dude, I, I, mean, I was I, stoked. I was jacked. I was only watching on TV, but I, I would have guessed it was closer to 1,300 than 13,000. It, it didn't look like a lot of people. You know, the, the way that they had it, they had it spread out and, uh, you know, the social distancing and stuff and wearing the mask, it was a little bit uh, unbearable at times, you know, wearing the mask the whole, the whole game. Um, Maria and I literally just kept getting food and drink so I didn't have to wear it because as long as you were eating or drinking, you didn't have to have your mask on. So we made a, a, a stern effort to make sure that we always had like a drink and something to eat. <laughs> Dude, so let me tell you this real quick though. So we were getting food. Dude, they have like – do you know what Benihana is? You guys yeah. have Benihanas out there? So they have Benihana literally on the concourse at the Hard Rock. Okay. So I'm a big proponent of their fried rice. So yeah. you know, we had Benihana fried rice. Um, I had a cheeseburger. We had these, I don't know, they weren't really mozzarella sticks, but they were kind of like some bread with cheese in it, um, chips, all kinds of stuff. But let me get to the game part of it because, like, the, the expectation and the overall, like, my mind going into this was what is my expectations? And I think I put my expectations a little bit too high based on the personnel that came into the University of Miami in the offseason. Um, acquisition of – coaches acquisitions of transfer players um you know most importantly uh you know Derek king um and what i saw was what i think the expectations were i just don't think they fulfilled my expectations based on how the game went does that make any sense um i think you should elaborate a little more all right so i was expecting like them to come out and just straight sling the ball all over the place yeah Nowhere in my in my wildest dreams would I have thought that we would run for over 350 yards, um, but I'll take that. Um, and the reason why I'll take that is because it just shows that the O line was able to open up some holes. Running backs found the gaps. There was you know some nice runs by by Cam Harris and by Jalen Knighton. Don Chaney ran the ball really hard. Um, so you can see that the running game I think is going to progress and hopefully continue to get better and better and better as the season goes on. Uh, I was a little disappointed more on the passing game um, because I was expecting like Derek King to kind of really light it up, but you can, you can look at it in, in a couple different ways. Um, maybe the defense played to not have him throw the ball that much um, and take away the, the routes you could say potentially the play calling was kind of vanilla. I think we only ran maybe five, six, seven plays. They were literally all the same plays. Um, and I think he also was always looking for his first read instead of going through his progressions. Because um, I think if he would have held the ball a little bit um, and took it like maybe to the second level, tight ends broke loose in a couple plays. You know, being there, seeing it live, you can kind of see, you know, probably a little bit more than you can on the TV. Um, but if he, you know, again, another second or two and go through your second and third progressions, I think uh, those are open. Yeah. It was good to finally see Brevin uh, get into the action kind of more in the third quarter. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, listen, you know, Cam ran the ball hard. Um, that, that, that run on fourth and one, um, I, was, I was happy that they went for it on fourth and one. But yeah. that just showed you with someone with the caliber and talent of Derek King, I think that's going to help your running backs 
because yeah. the defense isn't going to know, you know, again, is, is he going to pull it? Is he going to go around the end? Is he going to go up the middle? Is he going to hand it off? So I think from that perspective, and I do think that the the offense was still vanilla. I don't think that they really put too much into a game plan. Um, I do like Rhett Lashley. I think there was times when they came off the field on three and outs. He was up in their faces. Like he was like yeah. literally like, and, and so you see the emotion from that type of coach. That's what I wanted to see. So there were some good things and there were some bad things. Um, let me get your take on the offense first. What do you think about the offense? Um, so, I, I expected us to be a, a, a more run-heavy team. Uh, Which we under, were. Yeah, under Rhett Lashley. Because um, even at SMU last year, they, they ran the ball more than they passed. Um, and, you know, I, I think he kind of prepared us. You know, he said the best way to describe his offense is a power spread. Um, so I think he was trying to let us know that it's going to be more Auburn than uh, SMU. Um, in, in terms of what to expect this season. So I wasn't overly shocked. It was still weird seeing us not throw the ball very much, if that makes sense. Even we only threw I, the ball 17 times between both quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And so even, even though I expected us to run a lot more, it still felt weird seeing that many run plays. Um, I, I have to say, man, I, I mean, you'll, you'll probably get this notion after I, you know, talk about how I felt about the game, but I, I, I thought all things considered, okay, because, um, you know, I understand that we didn't really have a spring. We have a new QB. We have a new offensive coordinator. We're very, very young. Um, once you get past the starting unit on the depth chart, we're very young. Um, all things considered, I, I'm walking away from this, this game last night a little bit disappointed. A little bit worried. And, and, I, and I, okay, so I think we can be disappointed. I'm not worried. I mean, I think we can be, as a fan, I think we can be disappointed because I think we were expecting to have more points put on based on the power spread, you know, up tempo type offense. Yeah. I was disappointed with a lot of three and outs. Yeah. Unfortunately, with that type of offense, especially with the up tempo, quick tempo, when you go three and out, that puts your defense back on the field, yeah. you know, very quickly. Yeah. Um, say, say the, uh, opposing team had, you know, a, a 10, 12, 13 play drive yeah. and then turns around and punts. And then the offense goes out there and boom, 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 three and out in less than yeah. a minute, you know, now your defense is back on the field. Um, but when you, when you put things into perspective, when you look at, uh, Derek King, he was still around 66%, 141 yards, um, one touchdown, one touchdown yeah. running, which was really impressive to see him take off. Yeah. Um, well, well, he's not he's not who I'm worried about because I thought he was elite. Like, well, his his athleticism is elite. When he correct it and runs, like correct that, that play last night where where he had the pressure, so he did like a 180 and then spun back around. You know, he spun correct. into a defender, and then spun back around, took off up the middle. Correct. Like that is elite right there. That is incredible. You know, NFL athleticism, I like he will find a way to make an impact in the NFL. I, I just think he will. Um, it's not him that I'm worried about. It, and actually, I'll, you know, I'll get into this more when we talk about the defense. But the same position groups that I've been talking about all off, off season that I'm very worried about, um, I think that amplified a little bit. I didn't see a lot from the wide receivers, man. I really didn't. I, I didn't. Well, what's funny is what's funny is you mentioned that, and 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 I'm going to agree with you, but I, I still think that the quick outs, a couple quick slants, 
yeah. you know, a couple of vertical throws down the field. But again, yeah. I still think it was, yeah. you know, let's just kind of pound the ball. Let's throw, you know, a couple out routes, yeah. maybe a couple slants. You know, I don't think you needed to do much with your wide receivers. Yeah. But when you put it in, into perspective as well, I think Harley had three catches. Wiggins had three catches. Mark Pope had one. Jeremiah Payton had one. Um, you know, he used – he used a lot of screens. Cam Harris had four catches out of the backfield. Marshall Few got a catch. Robert Burns had a catch. Um, you know, Brevin had three. So when you look at the wide receiver position, you know, out of Kings roughly, I think he had 15. You would think he was 15 yeah. for 23, something like that. Um, 12 of those were to the receivers. Yeah. Only three to the tight end. Well, let me rephrase that. So three to the tight end, and then you, you take the uh, – couple away from the running backs you know um the five so i I think he he spread the ball around really well he did um but i do think that lastly was more just trying to pound the ball yeah and you know my only critique of Derek king is that he really struggled um to throw the ball downfield and his timing was definitely off timing was definitely off and so that i mean i think that's what i was looking for too because you saw clips of you know videos of of fall camp and he's dropping dimes in the Wiggins and you know you you see those throws that could be made and I don't know if it was nerves I don't know if it was just more of you know the defense and the timing patterns but definitely he missed a couple throws downfield and the funny thing is like when you when you're watching a game and like like dude I, I was really really into it for the first half is I wanted to see more of the tight ends like you know you have Will Mallory out there and I'm like dude like why aren't you taking advantage of, of his yeah. size? Um, because the defense really – and they were playing off him. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I, I, it's hard to call it, but the game plan, it seemed like it was going to be simplified. And let's yeah. just get in there. And listen, you got a dub. But before I get more into the offense, like, can I just tell you, like, we have a kicker. Yeah. A kicker. Oh, it was amazing. Kicker. It was amazing having a kicker. Like, like the first extra point, we all went bananas. Then the second yeah. extra point, and then it's like, uh, yeah, you got a field goal. Like it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we and, have a kicker and Lou Headley too. I mean, I mean, we're oh, only Lou, two years. Lou, oh, we're only he two has years removed. Boomers. Yeah, we're only two years removed from not being able to punt the ball. So having I want to know what his actual um, stats were. Yeah, I don't have them. But I think I, he averaged almost forty-eight. I think he averaged almost – I think it was six – I think he kicked like six times and roughly right around 48, 47 and a half, 48 yards a punt. Um, Very you know, reliable, so, yeah. But, you know, that just shows you with the upperclassmen, right, The and I think that's prevalent too now, is you have senior leadership and, and I mean, upperclassmen leadership with, you know, Lou Henley, especially in your kicking game, with Lou Henley um, and Jose Borgales – um clay james snapped the ball phenomenal like so i think that was very very prevalent and you saw that last night and that's just part of the special teams that we've been missing now the other part of the special teams that i've been disappointed on though and it's been for years is punt return like are you kidding me like we put pope back there pope played more tonight than he has in his previous two seasons combined yeah and you know it's hard to it's hard to like i don't know uh be disappointed in individual players, you know, cause they're young guys and you know, they're not getting yeah. paid for this, but uh, you know, I, I wasn't thrilled with the Mark Pope experiment tonight. I, I mean, I think you went back to the safety blanket, you know, like the, you know, AKA yeah. KJ Osborne, Braxton Berrios type, you know, and you threw Gervin Hall back there. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, at, at some point, like I've said before, you play your best players. Like if, if Xavier uh, Restrepo is, is a better punt returner, I don't care if he's a freshman or not. You put him yeah. out there. You know, I don't care if you put Jalen Knighton back there. You know, you put Mike Harley back there. You got to get somebody out there with, you know, some experience and willing to. I mean, so he fumbled one. The second point, I thought he was going to take a safety, you know, and it's like, come on, man. But, you know, he, he turned it upfield. At that point, when you're a punt returner, it's literally catch it and go upfield. I hate the sideline to sideline stuff, but you got to get the ball upfield. There's so much to talk about, J-Man, like literally, like, we, we've just scratched the surface on the offense and, and literally the kicking game. Yeah. We have defense. We have coaches to, to get into. So let's go ahead and take our, to our, to our first break here at, uh, on Slam Radio. You know, Kang Yang Show Series uh, XM, Channel 145. Uh, man, this morning, the morning commute. It's the morning show. Yeah. Is it the late morning show? It's the late morning show. Yeah, it's the lunch. It's the lunch show. It's the lunch show. So, Jay, man, take us to break, and uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll get into the defense side of the ball. All right, you're listening to Kane Gang Radio, uh, Sirius XM Channel 145. Have a good, uh, have a good, have a good lunch hour, guys. See you in a second. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tunga Bailoa. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker. Everybody. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And we're back on this morning edition of the Kane Gang Show here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. And before we went to break, we were talking about the offensive side of the ball from the, the game last night against UAB. Um, we talked about some special teams. Um, J-Man, you want to get into some defense or do you want to talk about anything else about the offense? Uh, I'm ready for some defense, man. And, and all right, I, I think I'm gonna uh, let you start. 
I'm, I'm gonna let you start because I got a lot to talk about about the defense. I but I'm gonna let you. Oh, right, you go. Listen, I, it, it's your show. You yeah. Bring it on. Talk to well, me. I, I have a lot to say, man. Like, like here, here's what I want to say because I got a lot of pushback last night on Twitter for my thoughts. Um, I want to start this off by saying I am not labeling this team for the rest of the season. I think there is improvement to be had. I, I think we can get better. I think we can still have a good season. But what I want to say um, overall about the team, and this is mostly about our defense, is that I predicted a 9-2 and two season. I did not see a 9-2 and two team last night. Even though we won, even though we covered the spread, our defense looked a little soft, man. It looked a little soft. And, you know, the, I, I said in, in our last segment, you know, the position groups that I've been talking about all year um, as, as spots to worry about, they ended up being spots to worry about. And that's our interior D-line. It was our linebacking core. It was our corners. And, uh, you know, on offense, it was the wide receivers. Um, I thought Al Blades looked pretty good. Um, well, than- I think hands down, he's literally the number one corner on our team. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, he's the only one that I wasn't disappointed in, honestly. Um, I mean, I, he had – I mean, they had a couple passes thrown underneath that, he yeah. again, he tackled. Um, had a – you know, had a uh, PBU. Um, Should have came down with a pick on, on yeah. one of those. On one of those. Um, tackled very well. Um, so, go ahead. Who else? Well, our, our linebackers, man, I, I don't really feel like they made an impact. I did not feel an impact from the linebacking core. Um, I wouldn't say that they were horrible, but I think they were just there. They were. So they, let me ask you this: They existed. So you you win. You know you cover the spread. You win 31, 31 14 yeah. And the first thing I look at is, hey, that's a W, because yeah. you ended the season with three straight losses. Yeah. So when you put it into perspective, you're one and zero, right? So okay, kudos to you. Obviously, things have to get either corrected or you're really just not showing things. Yeah. I felt like the D-line played decent. Um, I did see a lot of pressure off the ends with Quincy yes. and with, with Jalen Phillips. Jalen's um, a superstar, man. He's amazing. I, oh, I, yeah. I'm specifically talking about our interior. Well, that's, that's what I'm getting at, right? So yeah. the DNs played really well. I think they, they contained, they rushed. You know, Quincy had a sack last night. Uh, Phillips had a, um, a deflection. Um, but the pressure on the ends w- was there. I think Nesta – if I had a grade Nesta last night, I would probably give them maybe a C plus. Yeah. Um, he got through. He put pressure on, had a couple stops. Um, but then again, like when they got down into like the five-yard line, I mean, uh, I mean, literally on one of their scoring plays, you know, when you look at – when you look at that, you know, Brown, I mean, he still rushed for 75 yards, almost a five-yard average. And most of that was through the middle, um, yeah. not a lot to the outsides. And again, like, and what you want your ends to do is actually do what, uh, what contain, right? So they push up the field and bring everybody to the interior. Yeah. But if your D line, if your your D tackles aren't doing what they're going to do, and then I think that takes away from your linebackers, you know. And we played a lot of linebackers. So you had Zach McLeod played last night. You had Bradley Jennings. You had Wayman Steed. You had Sam Brooks. Um, you had Ryan Ragoni in there. Um, when you start looking at the amount of people who actually played, um, they played a lot of people. I mean, there was a lot of people, not only like on the D line, um, but in the backfield. You know, you uh, Christian Williams played. You know, Keontae Smith played. DeCorey Couch played. Um, 
you know, like all these people that you had, like you, you had a good, good rotation last night. And I don't know if you were looking at it because, hey, it's just UAB. Let's get some young guys, some PT, and, you know, keep it moving. Um, and, again, was the, was the defense out of position? Were they not playing to where they should be playing? Was it a vanilla-based defense? You know, Ben don't break right now? Because, really, I didn't see a lot of blitzing. I didn't see a lot of I, – I saw a lot of – um, four, two, five covers last night. So it was man cover. So that's what I saw playing. Um, was I worried about it? Not really. I mean, their first drive of the game, you know, they, they hit, hit a couple plays linebackers again, being out of position on that naked blue leg and, you know, rolled out and had a tight end or running back in the flat. Um, but those are things that can be corrected through film study. Right. Yeah. Um, I, but is I Baker not doing his job? I think we can correct a lot of these issues through film. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to say that the season is lost, uh, but here's a few <laughs> points. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I promise I'm not. Um, you know, I thought Tyler Johnston was, I mean, he was kind of, he was moving the ball against us. Like we really, we really clamped down when they would put in that Lucero kid at quarterback. Um, but I thought the game would have been a little closer if they would have kept Tyler Johnson in the whole time, which was worrisome to me. Um, another thing that's, I guess here's my biggest worry, Co, is that if we play this game against Louisville next week, I think we're 0-1. Or 1-1, or, or yeah. But I don't, think we, I don't think we play this type of game next week. I think, again, I you get your not. first – I think you get your first game jitters out of the way. Yep. You go back. You have a great week of practice. You look at film. You're like, you know what? Okay. Now, this is where I go back to Lashley, right? Yep. What does he do to offset what was happening last night moving forward? Again, there was flashes there where I saw uh, third quarter. Like third quarter, they came out you know, and literally just kind of went right down the field. And I enjoyed seeing that. I enjoyed seeing the play calling there. But then again, at the end of the game, you know, literally mid mid third to really through the whole fourth, it was run, run, run. Literally, it's RPO, you know, up to gut, you know, hoping that the O line, you know, makes a crack yeah. and you know the running back can hit it. Yeah. Um, so again, like I, I don't want to put too much into this being, you know, like a Debbie Downer. Yeah. But I, I mean, again, I can be disappointed, right? Because I'm going to be politically correct. Like I'll call a spade a spade. I don't think they look good. But I don't know why they didn't look good. I don't know if it was because, hey, we're just going to play it simple yep. and wait to see. Because now, like, number one, UAB had no film at Miami. Miami had some film on UAB. Um, now, obviously, you get to see Louisville play this week. And then you go into Louisville. You know, you got, you got an extra two days off, you know, for rest. And you got Louisville. So let's see what happens moving forward against Louisville. Yeah. And then I think I'll be a critic more after next week's game. Yeah. I don't want to base my opinion off of last night just being the first game. Yeah, and, and that's fine. And, and, you know, that's kind of the pushback that I've gotten. But, but here was my thing is, is when we played that Central Michigan game last season. Yeah, 17-12. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, people didn't take that as a warning, you know. But it was kind of the same thing. We're like, oh, it's early in the season. We're still getting our thing. When really that game was the canary in the coal mine. Or, you know, it was like, hey, this team is actually not good. And from what I saw last night, like, you know, as I said earlier, we can get better. We can correct these things. But yeah. what I saw was something that teams like Louisville 
and Clemson and UNC with these good offenses and these good quarterbacks, they're going to take us to the woodshed, man. If we play Let like Let me tell you, if you play like you played last night, Clemson's hanging 80 on you. Oh, yeah. 80 to zero, man. Like, unless, <laughs> no, don't say zero. Don't say zero. Don't unless, say 80 unless, to 12. Just something, okay. something like that. Yeah, Derek Let's King get over 10 points. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love Derek King. He was very, very talented. I, I want to see that our pass game improve. I'm not going to solely blame that on him. He did have at least four overthrows that were pretty bad, pretty blatant. Um, yeah. But other than that, I, I didn't really have a lot of complaints with him. I, I don't want to blame all of our passing woes on him. Um, I, I don't know, man, I I'm feeling a little Debbie Downerish, and, and, you know, it's okay if people want to hate on it, but I'm just saying like, if we take, no, but you're being real, right. You're yeah, being real about it. If we take this up to Louisville next week, we're, we're not coming home with a win, man. They're too good. Like two, two at will. If, if we play, if our cornerbacks play the way that they did last night against a guy like two, two at will, it's going to go very, very, very poorly for us. Co. You know, because I, I looked back at – I was kind of thinking back about the, the, the secondary last night, right? Yeah. Away from Blades, like they literally exposed – again, DJ Ivy, and, and I don't know what the issue is going on with him. Yeah. I don't know if it's more of a mental breakdown. Um, whether it's DJ Ivy, whether it's Corey Couch, whether it's Christian Williams. Um, struggled, man. I, Williams struggled. There was, there was a, like a stop route that, that one of their receivers – I saw that. Yeah, when he I don't even know where he was going. So I was watching it on TV when he caught the ball. Christian Williams wasn't even on the screen. And I think it was ten coverage. yards back. Yeah, yeah. It, like you couldn't see. I was waiting to see who the corner guy was because he caught it, and I had to wait half a second to see which yeah. number was going to come running on the. Yeah, field. we saw that. <laughs> we yeah. saw because it was right in front of us. So let me tell you a positive thing. Last night, so we, you know, again, we're in the stands and we're social distancing, and you know. Uh, but in front of me, literally in front of me, like, okay, I'm in row one, which is technically a row nine because it's blocked off. But who other than the goat? Ed Reed is just hanging out, talking. Yeah. And I'm literally just sitting there, like, chiming at him. Like, what you know about me, boy? Two's here, E Reed, boy. And he's laughing. And I get him dancing. And then, so at the end of the game, he had his dope UM hat on, right? Dope UM hat. So I said, uh, somebody was walking by that I knew. I said, hey, go ask Ed for his hat. So the person walked over there and, you know, Ed looked at me. And I'm like, hey, what's up, baby? Let me get that hat. And he starts laughing. And he's like, man, he goes, I'll get you at the FSU game, you know? But like, we're literally, and then, you know, he's walking by and I'm yelling, goat, goat. And he's just laughing, you know, <laughs> pointing up at me, man. And uh, it was definitely, uh, Definitely a good time seeing, you know, Ed Reed back on the sidelines, um, you know, but what he's doing there. And again, so as players were coming and off the field, he literally was talking to them, you know, trying to coach them up and trying to mentoring them and, you know, keep your head up. A couple guys were kind of, you know, down on the sideline and, you know, he'd walk up to them, you know, Hey, pick your head up, you know, and I, and I think that's important. I think that's going to pay dividends moving forward. Cause you know, again, these are still college kids. They make mistakes. Um, one thing that I was really impressed about was, you know, the lack of penalties. Um, I thought we were, I thought we were really, really disciplined in the first half. And then I think we got a little sloppy kind of in the second half. Um, you know, I think the O line. One thing that I said, you know, a couple weeks ago is I was I was interested to see how the O line played with the up tempo offense. I thought the O line did really well. We gave up a sack. 
you know, King was sacked once, and then Nicosi was uh, sacked once as well. A uh, couple, couple penalties. The one penalty that I, I didn't really like understand was the one on D Wiggins on the sideline. And again, I didn't really see the, I didn't really see the the the, the highlight of it. Uh, from my understanding, was he got kicked, and I think he retaliated. Yeah. Um, maybe you can uh, chime in on that. Was that kind of what happened? Yeah, well, I, I mean, so they replayed it on TV a few times. I didn't understand how it was unnecessary roughness. Um, you know, if anything, when they actually threw the flag, I immediately knew that they were talking about that altercation that happened. I actually yeah. thought it was going to go against the defense, though. Right. And even after the replay, I, I just thought, like, I don't really see, like, if anyone, that should be on the defense. So I, I thought that was kind of a – I thought that was a, a poor flag. You know, okay. That, that was, you know, yeah, we couldn't – they didn't really, like, replay it in the stadium last yeah. night, so it was kind of hard for me to uh, to kind of see what was going on. Um, but, you know, as far as – like, again, I thought penalties was were, were kind of, yeah. you know, on, on, a, on a low, especially being the first game. But yeah. they, they talked about that through all fall, like, you know, through their scrimmages and things like that, that their penalties have been way down, which yeah. is very, very good, especially in the first game. If you're only, um, you know, three, four penalties um, moving forward, I mean, now UAB had a ton of mishaps, a lot of false starts, a lot of, like, uh, snap infractions, you know, kept pushing them back, pushing them back, pushing them back, which I think helped the defense. Um, But, you know, all in all, I'm going to give – if I was to grade what I saw last night, I might give them a C-. minus. Agree or disagree? The defensive unit? No, just in general, overall grade C minus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, they get a passing grade because they covered the spread, but I, it's the worst passing grade. That's I, a plus. I, I think a, a C at best. A C, C minus. I'm with you, man. I, I actually thought that we were going to have very different takes on this episode. Um, you know, or, or this, you know, I, I, th- I thought we were going to feel differently today, but uh, I don't know. It, I feel good because it's a win, right? I mean, like to yeah. me. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take that because at the end of the day, um, it's still a dub. And moving from last year, like there's nothing else I can do except for say it's a dub, and I'm gonna take that. I I get what you're saying. I just, dude, I I am a very, <laughs> I I am a very like, um, I mean I said on Twitter a few weeks ago like we're all of us all of us Canes fam we are we are in an abusive relationship with this football program for the last 15 years you know it's just we get so excited just to be disappointed and I just smell it in the air right now man like like we really need to improve in some spots or else this season could really disappoint go down the drain yeah, well, at least in, in relation to expectations, right? Because a lot of people are ex- expecting between 8 to 10 wins in an 11-game season. What I saw last night looked more like um, that – I don't know, man. That looked more like a 6-5, and 7-4 and four team to me. And, I, and I, think that's, I think that's understandable based on what we saw last night. I mean, if we can – if we can right the wrong from what we saw last night, yeah. um, again, I think you can only get better. I, I don't want to say that we can get worse because I would so hope not with the, again, off-season acquisitions that we got. I don't think we can get worse. Again, I go back to a, a couple positives, like the kicking game. The punting game and the kicking game, for me, was hands down superior last night. Absolutely. You know, Borgales put everything in the end zone, no kick returns. 
you know, um, field goals, extra points. Henley was booming the ball, averaging 48 yards a punt. So from that perspective, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see the progression from there moving forward. But I think we're up against the break, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, yeah, we need to kick it to break, man. So, so you guys will listen to Ken Gang Radio in our new time slot. It's your lunch hour. I hope you're enjoying us. Um, yeah, we're Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. We will catch you in a moment. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. See? That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Back for the third and final segment here on your morning radio show, the Kane Gang Show, with your boy Co and J Man. Man, it was a lot to talk about. Again, I'm 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 still I'm still pumped that I got to go to the game last night. I know a lot of fans weren't able to go to the game. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of fans opted out. They didn't want to go to the game. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it was different, right? There was a uh, parking was different. Um, going to the stadium was different. The concessions were completely different. And, and man, I, I completely forgot that like emails had told me they were going with like cashless, you know, type thing. So I go up and like Maria and I, we go to the window, like, oh, let me get a couple of Pepsis. Let me get this. And so I pull out some cash and they're like, oh, credit only. I'm like, 
I don't even bring my wallet into the game. I usually just have cash in my pocket and my phone, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, so I look at Maria and I'm like, do you have Apple Pay on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at me. I'm like, look, I got here. I'm giving you cash just to pay for all this, right? And because yeah. uh, I feel like it's my job to pay for, you know, for food and stuff. Like we're going yeah. to the game. Right? Yeah. It's like going on a date, right? Like it's my right. job to pay for my girl. So, yeah. you know, she's looking at me and so she, you know, she gets the Apple pay and she starts, you know, she pays for everything. So I slide her, you know, I slide her to greenbacks and, you know, we were good to go after that. And then I like, you know, wanted more food and more drinks and it was definitely, it was hot. It was very humid and muggy in there. Okay. It, it was definitely like kind of, ugh. you know, she got up a couple of times like, well, I'm just going to go sit out in the, in the breezeway. You know, they have the, uh, those big fans. I think they're called big ass fans. That's the actual names of them. Big ass fans. And, um, so she went out and sat under there for a little bit. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was good, you know? So, and I had, I had some friends with me, you know, I had, uh, I had old dirty bird yeah. and, uh, I had old, old E, which a lot of people know him on Twitter as Flada. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had, um, had another guy there, you know, we call him B rad, you yeah. know, he, he was at the game with us as well. So, yeah. um, cool. it was good. You know, I saw some, you know, some other friends, um, you know, they sat in a different section. Obviously we didn't get to sit in our assigned seats you know, where our normal season tickets were, but you know, Hey, at the end of the day we were there and, uh, anytime that those, those gates are open and we can be there. Like I want to be there. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm jealous that you got to be at the game. You know, I, I was, uh, I was watching it here in Salt Lake city with my guy, Marsh hurricanes, Marsh, and, and, uh, we had a good time. Uh, you know, I, I think we kind of disagreed on what we were seeing. I was much more pessimistic than him. Um, I, I'm hoping for the best, man. I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the game again tonight. We got some good basketball. We're gonna talk about in this, that in a second. We got some good basketball to watch, but I think when I'm in bed tonight, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up that game on YouTube and I'm gonna rewatch and see if I still feel as pessimistic as, as I did last night watching. I'm such a huge like optimistic person. Yeah. Like I'm very rarely pessimistic. Um. And I think that's just me and nature, right? Like I just I feel yeah. like, you know, I'd rather bring positive energy and, and I'd rather be positive about a lot of things. Now, don't get me wrong, like I don't mind critiquing like bad things when I see it. Um, but for the most part, I try to give the benefit of doubt, you know, all the way around. Um, but it definitely was a it was a good experience. Looking forward to seeing what they do against Louisville, and then the next game is back at the Rock, and you know, really 15 days against FS who FS who FS who. And, uh, listen, I, I'm, 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 my expectations is going to that game, being up, you know, be two and and just, and laying the, like bring the woodshed and just laying it all on the line and, you know, yeah. being up three Oh, and then, you know, that this is my, this is my, I don't want to say my hopes, but like reality is I think this team could be three and Oh, going into a bye week and then heading into Clemson. And, and I think if you can be Louisville and if you can be Florida state, then going into Clemson, that might be the telltale and see where your where your season's at. See where yeah. see, you know, you talk about progression. This is where we see where you're at progression wise. Well well, here's my last question before for you before we switch to uh talking about the NBA. Um so obviously, you know, we, we haven't seen Louisville yet. We've yeah. only seen the Canes. I want you to set the line for the Miami game. Like just your you know, expectation. Um, for Louisville? But, yeah, because obviously we're not, you know, we're not talking gambling, but just plus just, 10. As, a, just as a frame of plus reference, 10. really, you're saying that, that we're 10-point underdogs at Louisville. Correct. Correct. Okay. 
Wow, I, I'm I'm surprised that you went you went plus ten there. I'm going um, plus ten. Okay, I I was thinking more plus based on what I saw last night. Yeah, I, I was thinking more seven and a half. So you're expecting a loss. I'm not expecting a loss because I love it when we're underdogs. I think they play yeah. better when they're kind of okay. like the underdog. Um, I never expect a loss. Like I expect to lose to Clemson. Yeah, but like. I mean, that's just being realistic. Okay, well, well, maybe not expect. Are you predicting a loss? That's no, different. no. I think I, I think they beat Louisville, and I think they, I think they beat Florida State. Okay. I just think just I think the spread's going to be plus ten. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm not a Vegas person, but I think okay. the spread's going to favor Louisville. Okay. Agree or no? I mean, yeah. I, I was more rather than predicting the spread. I I just meant like like where I would personally set it in in how. So I you would it set it at plus seven. Uh, plus seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah. a little pessimistic, but, but anyways, man, on, on to the NBA. Let's talk about the NBA and let's talk about, I don't want to talk about the Lakers right now. Cause I don't care that they're up three, one. I mean, they held, they held off a late push against Houston last night. Yeah. I don't care about the three, three, you know, Toronto Boston series. I definitely don't care about the three, one, you know, Clipper, you know, nugget series. Let's talk about, that 4-1 whooping that dumb boys from the 305 Miami Heat put on the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, I, dude, did anybody see that coming? No, I, I was shocked. And, and let me say this, though. I've been very vocal since the start of the playoffs that Miami could beat Milwaukee. You know, I said they are the one team in the East that I think has a shot to beat Milwaukee. I did not see a, a five-game series that was really, I mean, it was a gentleman's sweep. It was, it was a manhandling. Um, I didn't see it coming, man. I really didn't. How are you feeling about your heat? I think the way that the Miami heat played in this in forget about the seating, right? The seating games, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about going literally four Oh against Indiana yeah. and going four one. They probably could have swept Milwaukee as well, yeah. but what I like about the Miami Heat is their defense and the way that they come out, they attack the defense. I'm still a little apprehensive. Like, and I was talking to some friends about this today. Like we were talking about Jimmy Butler. I'm still not a huge Jimmy Butler fan. I still feel like he has way too many turnovers, still misses too many free throws when he's on the line. And and I know he's a big time player. um, But literally like your MVP of the team, I think is, is Drogage. I mean, I think he literally, especially in these playoffs, man, he's, he's just bringing the heat, you know, he's bringing that fire. And (laughs) I didn't see that coming. I I thought he was on the back end of his, of his career. I thought he was over the hill, man. So, and, and, you know, I've always been a huge Goran Drogic fan since his Phoenix days. So seeing him play this way is, is really fantastic for me. And, you know, I think, I think the Heat benefit from Jimmy Butler not being, you know, the the standout player in yeah in any individual game. I, I think. But when that, you look at Jimmy, when you, when you look at Jimmy, you know, you look at the first game, right? He went for forty. Yeah. Lily didn't do nothing after that. Yeah. Well, I think the box score that you see from Game Five, where it's like, you know, Hero got a piece, Robinson got a piece, Crowder got a piece, Butler got a piece, Dragic got a piece. Dude, that to me, that is the Heat's. That is that is they're such a team. They play they play team ball. They you are. know, you look at the Lakers. Literally, everything runs through AD and LeBron. Yeah. You know, you look at the Clippers. Everything goes through Kawhi. Yep. You know, Denver. And, and you know, I, I mean, again, you're going to have certain people that everything yeah. goes through. 
you yeah. know, like, and that's why I like I like Boston because I think Boston has a variety of players, whether it be Tatum, whether it be Jalen Brown, whether it be Kimball Walker. Um, they do get their big men involved, so yeah. I think that's probably a great matchup or probably the most intriguing matchup Agreed. for the Heat. Um, but at the end of the day, too, like Toronto, I mean, they're defending champions. So yeah. I mean, a- until they lose, they're still the defending champions. Yeah, I, I think. As long as the Heat can continue to play as a team, I think they will be very competitive. I actually am setting them as the favorite against Boston or Toronto because I, you know, I really think the Heat are going to come out of the, the East. Um, I think it's when you force the Heat, and, and you're especially going to see this in the finals against the Clippers or the Lakers. If the Heat are forced to play Jimmy Butler ball or Bam ball, or Goran Dragic ball where you're relying on one of those guys, you know, kind of like a, I mean, you see this all the time in playoff ball where superstars kind of go head to head and they're throwing haymakers at each other. You know, we saw that with Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray, right? Right. They were taking over the game. They were scoring in the fifties, just throwing haymakers at each other. I think that the, the heat will lose those games against the LA teams because they do not have the star power to compete with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George or AD and LeBron. But Correct. team basketball and great defense, one hundred percent might be able to sneak their way into the series, man. One hundred percent. You know, and if you watch the 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 game six between Toronto and Boston, you know, going to double overtime and stuff, like it was getting chippy. Like yeah. you know, the last. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see how that plays out tonight. Um, I have Toronto actually winning tonight. Um, interesting. I, I'm taking I Boston, Toronto. but but really. You know, yeah, um, I, I'm taking Boston, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not feeling overly confident about it. If Toronto wins, I won't be surprised. So for you, it really goes either way for you. But yeah. you'd like to see it's a coin, Boston. It's, it's a coin toss game, but I'm predicting Boston. Gotcha. Well, I'm going I'm to go Toronto. I think Toronto, okay. um, again, I think what I want to see is them do it without Kawhi. Okay. You know, get out of the second round, get back to the to the conference finals without yeah. Kawhi, because everybody thinks, oh, it was Kawhi's team, it was Kawhi's team. You know, Van Sleet and you know a couple of those guys, you know, they're still there and you know yeah. they're playing good ball. Um, yeah. So we shall see. You know, and I expect the Clippers to close out. You know, Denver tonight. Um, you know, and then I expect the Lakers to close out. You know, the game tomorrow. Yeah. And again, you have you have a LA you know fi- final, then you have you have a Toronto you know, Miami final. Yeah. And, you know, my prediction going, going forward, I'm going to say the Lakers and the Heat in the, in the finals. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I'm ready to make it a concrete prediction. You know, my, my prediction before the playoffs was the Lakers over the Clippers. So I'm just going to stick with that. Um, I do feel a little less sure about that as things stand right now. I, I definitely think you think, the, you think the Clippers have an opportunity to knock off the Lakers. Yes, I do. I, I think more so like I'm less sold on the Lakers coming out of the West than I was before this, the playoffs started. Um, but okay. I'm still, I'm still going to pick them though. Um, huh. it, it's just, I went from being 70% Lakers to maybe 57% Lakers. If that makes sense. Let me let me ask you a question before we um, – because I know we're, we're almost out of time here on this uh, Friday Friday morning. I think we have a few more minutes to go. Yeah. Do you want to talk real quick about the NFL game that was going on last night between, you know, Houston and, and KC? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, man. So 
the reason why is because again, I'm a fantasy football person, and like I had a couple leagues going last night, um, and I was doing really well. Like I had Travis Kelsey in both my yeah. leagues, which yeah. he did really well, gave me about 14 points. You know, I was playing um, in one of my leagues. I was playing up against uh, Deshaun Watson and David Johnson, and man, going through like the third quarter, like Deshaun only had okay. This is actually looking good for me, and then yeah. he ended up, you know, getting about 22 points, and David Johnson ended up, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, getting – I think he got up to about almost 18 points on me last night. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I hate – 77 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and then again, you know, you had three receptions for 30 yards. You know, I hate those – I hate those end of the game. You know, you're you're losing by, you yeah. know, 17 points, and, like, those are just, like – they're padded stats. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I hate that. But what what did you think about, like, the NFL being back? Like, what's your take on that? I'm excited for it, man. I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed about – you know, 26 teams not having fans. Um, but really, I just – where our country's at, man, we just need sports. We need sports right now. And, and you know, I, I don't want to get political with that, but I just think, like, for for people, I, I think it's important that we're, that we're having some happiness. Get your mind. Yeah. Get yeah. your mind off of it. I mean, entertainment is a lot more important than people think. Great. Right now, when, when a society loses its entertainment, I mean, crazy things happen. Like, like entertainment's been around in human culture for thousands of years, man. I mean, we're still digging up amphitheaters that the Greeks and the Romans built. So entertainment <laughs> is really important to us, right? Yeah. So in that sense, I think it's great that the NFL's back. I think yeah. we need entertainment. Um, you know, politics are so divisive right now. Sports is, is usually a uniting factor. I'm, I'm hoping that we can just focus on the good that it brings. Um, you know, and the unity that it brings to us. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm glad that it's back. I'm glad we're in the fall. I'm glad the NBA is going. I'm glad that we have football. It's a special time of year, and, and I'm glad that it's not, you know, of all the bad things and the changes that have been difficult this year, I'm glad that the NFL is not one of them. Well, take a look at this, right? So NFL on Sunday, big, big day of college football on Saturday. Everything really gets into the swing of things. And, and I think it's going to be special. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be for, for people um, just be able to get a little bit of sense of normalcy. You know, I got a taste of that last night being back at the Rock, you know, watching Kane's football. Um, again, I looked at it as like we, we kind of stink and there was just not a lot of people showed up to watch the game, you know. Yeah. So that's how I kind of like took it last night. Yeah. Um, it's going to be weird watching it on TV with like not a lot of people like in the stands. And again, you know, 26 teams in the NFL, not having fans, um, that's going to be tough to watch, you know, cause yeah. again, I think a lot of football is based on emotion. It's based on crowd, you know, yeah. um, you know, you know, exciting play, you know, you, the, the crowd's all jacked up and going crazy. Your emotion feeds off of that. And, uh, so it should be challenging to see how these, the NFL does as well as college. But um, definitely looking forward to it. Definitely excited. Um, again, it's you know, it's September. It's fall. It's college football time, and uh, I'm super stoked, man. Super stoked. You know, we got a game in uh, you know eight days against Louisville. You know, yeah. Miami. You got to put put it together. You know, get to work this week. Get that game plan going, and uh, let's bring that dub home. And obviously, we'll preview the game next Friday. Um, you know, leading up to the game, and we'll go from there. So, Jay, man, man, it's been a pleasure this, this uh, Friday, you know, this Friday morning here from 11 to 12 here on yeah. uh, Slam Radio. Um, always a pleasure, you know, chopping it up with you, man. Like, you're a good dude inside and out. And 
I know it was your birthday the other day, man. I know I called you and wished you happy birthday. For everybody that didn't know, Jordan's birthday was the other day. He turned 22. <laughs> 27. <laughs> Feels like 22 still, man. Oh, I got you, man. So did you I, have a good birthday? I did. It was a great birthday. Good. You know, I spent it with family and, and my girlfriend. Um, What's your girlfriend's name? Her name's Erin. Erin. Yeah. Erin, thank you for putting up with the J-Man. It's not easy. I can tell you that much. <laughs> My parents are very excited to get rid of me and, and have me be someone else's problem. Boom. Yeah. That goes. Well, good, man. I'm glad you had a good birthday, man. So uh, until next week, won't you close this out? All right. You guys are listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. See you guys next Friday. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.